Hello, hello, hello. Is this thing on? Hello, hello. It's working. It's hello? it's working. It's Is working. That, I think I think it now 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 you're working. Oh, I'm working, baby. That's that's you what better happened. fucking it was, believe I'm. It was working. nothing wrong with the software. It was you it was crazy. It wasn't the hardware, the software, the interface, the network, it's it's the, the operator. <laughs> it's the interworking operation. It was the operator. No, it's always the operator. In this case, I don't believe it was me. I believe it was a technical difficulty. Mm. I'm having all kinds of difficulties. Hello. And you've Hello. got your phone. You got your thing. I got my thing. You got your thing. I'm very happy that we both have working good mics today. This is a monumentous it's day. Monumental. I'm a little nervous today for today's show. I'll bet you are. Right? It's a little yeah. bit different, right? It's a little different uh, atmosphere. Karma, get you out know? of here. <laughs> not really too like concerned about the topics like i'm always like whatever like the topics go and we all talk and we figure it out and at the end of the day we have are a great you show worried? are you worried about where i'll take things um sometimes but not really not really but, today? but that thought has come up i'm not gonna like <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you and say no right no, I, I i think uh i don't think there's any reason like i don't think it could go anywhere poor yeah I think yeah, I, I, don't I think, think so, I respect him uh, way too much to even disrespect him at all. It's gonna it's gonna be a good show. I was but thinking it get... would be more like an interview for the first time ever. Like I feel like he's on like such a different level that like a conversation yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah, I just want to hear what he has to say about it's a gonna be things. a it's gonna be a whole new a whole new light for him too. Um, cool. the uh the the tweet that that. I put out and then I saw something similar to you. I don't know. We're always on the same wavelength, what but you were talking say? about deflation. Oh yeah. 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 You're right? like the only person who saw that tweet, I think. Oh, and, and Patrick Francie from rain. Yeah. That was a powerful tweet, man. The ones I think are going to be good. No one looks at. Yeah. Well, welcome for to, you. You count to my club, yeah. but um, <laughs> it's true. Like the numbers are already starting to slip. And it's sure. like everybody's everybody's totally. I think what it is is Can't bad news sells. Bad news sells to tell people that things are going to get better doesn't sell. It doesn't sound good. Even like there's these really big investors who are in the states mostly, who love to be in front of the media and talk about the doom and gloom, the biggest recession ever. This is the biggest, and it's just because it's really good news. It sounds good. They want to be right. It's I think that's a big part of it for sure, like from yeah. a marketing perspective. But I think like the people in the comments and the the anonymous people and the people that are just so doom and gloom all the time, I think something had to have happened to them in the past that just makes them afraid. of. I don't think so. Be, I think they're right? just a representation of the general I public. Nah, I don't know. Why would you why would you hang on to that side of the story? I guess yeah. you're just that kind of person. Like you just, you need that drama. People, people like drama. Yeah. And, and everyone thinks because I'm a realtor that, you know, it's good for my business. First of all, less than 10% of my business is buyers. 
Well, hold on. Forget about your business buyers and but I'm just saying and like everything. It, what it's about not like income? I'm going around telling everyone, no, pump, pump, up, let's go. Like at the end of the day, if I told all my sellers the market was going to go up and I was 100% sure, none of them would ever want to sell. It, it, me, me saying this actually hurts my business. It, it does. If the market's going to go up, why would you sell now? And, and that's the, and that's 90% of the people that I'm helping. But it's like this weird kind of like brain fuck where like we've talked about it before, where it's like when things are good. Yeah. People do want to actually sell, even though to, they know tomorrow it's going to be worth more or they think tomorrow it's going to be worth more. And they're like, yeah, I'll sell it now. It's going to be worth more tomorrow. But then when it's going the other way, it's like, uh, uh, do I sell now? Do I sell now? It maybe might be more someday but tomorrow's gonna be worse i better sell now i better sell now like yeah nobody knows what the hell to do ever they did the opposite so whatever everybody's doing do the opposite that's the yeah. best way to handle things is it though see that's the scary thing and then it's like based hmm, based, based I on stupid? history right based on history that's that's what it shows right right but there's a lot of things right so things are cooling down things are starting to, sh to show signs yeah, there's a lot of buyers. I'm seeing like, you know, activity out there. I'm, I'm seeing more listings now too. So I'm not going to hide that, that there's definitely more listings. I'm not saying the real estate market's going to recover anytime soon. I, I, I'm, I'm with everybody in the comments that we're going to face some downward pressure, you know, in 2022, at least for the remainder. But as far as like long-term outlook, it seems like we're going to be heading into a re uh, recession. It seems like deflation is going to be a concern. It looks like the employment numbers are going to start coming down. And the Bank of Canada is going to be looking at pausing rate increases and eventually lowering rates again. There's, a, there's just a lot of things going up and a lot of things pushing down at the moment. And yeah. I don't know anybody who, I don't know, and I don't know that I think that there's anybody out there that could actually like figure it all out with all these pieces and be like, you know Zero. what? <laughs> Boom. Right there. You see that? That definitely nobody there? on this call. Well, forget about the call or not. Like who the hell could figure this out? Yeah. There's too much stuff in the soup, but listen, somebody's waiting and we don't want to keep up waiting at all. We want every ounce of this that we can get. So yeah, we're no one wants to hear from us. Him. I, TK, the, 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 the introduction is, yours, is the sir. introduction is mine today. I don't want to mess don't this steal, up. Don't steal the thunder from me, Dale. All right, Frank. Hello there. Right Hello. on time. How are you? Good, good. Good. Thanks Great for to thanks meet for, you. Thanks for joining us. This is uh my friend Daryl and, and my partner. He's uh he's my land and development mentor. So he's the one who helps me with any land and commercial stuff. He's a developer himself and he's yeah, always giving right. me good advice and and showing me what's actually going on out there, not just what that people are telling me so hi daryl well nice to meet you nice to meet you you don't need an introduction but i i want to hear the one he has i got an introduction i got it it's off the top of off the top of my head here okay so um so frank leo anybody this is the canadian real estate show we got people coast to coast here uh anybody in ontario knows who frank is uh you know he's team leader at uh, frank leo and associates um, throughout canada frank was the number one individual agent for remax in the world for 2017 we're one of the top teams in the world now for Remax. Um, I'm a member, a grateful member of that team. And uh, Frank's our leader. He's our fearless, trusted leader. And today he's given us uh, his time and we're going to talk all about real estate. So appreciate very, it, Frank. Very generous uh, introduction. Thank you. Very, no very, very nice to meet you. Oh my God. I mean, 
how many times have I seen your face? It's like, I, I feel like I know you, but I, I, I have not had the pleasure of working with you. I, I have had the pleasure of working with your team plenty. Okay, well, so you're the only one that hasn't worked with us. All right, well. No, he has. He has. He's, 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 <laughs> he bought a place uh, last year, and he's, yeah. he got the letters. He got I'm the gifts. He the got mail. all the I'm, stuff. He's he's happy guy. I'm, I'm in the system. I love it. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, you're doing a great, great duty to help inform the public uh, and the agents out there of what's going on in real estate. So I'm honored to be a guest today. So thank you for having me. What What is going on out there, Frank? What's What's happening right now? Well, you know, what's happening is what's always happened. There's there's always change going on. Um, and there's one thing that's constant, it's change. Now, sometimes it doesn't go in the direction that you were hoping it would go. But, um, you know, there's been a little bit of a, an adjustment in the market. But uh, when we look back historically, it really is more of an adjustment to the norm or to the mean as opposed to um, where it was. Um, I think that there have been some historical events in the last couple of years. I don't know if you're aware of what's happened. But um, that has caused interest rates to go at all-time lows, 0.25% uh, with the Bank of Canada rate, which was quite, you know, incredible if you really look at it. But that's not what was normal. So what we're transitioning from is a very unique, difficult time in history that we, as a government, addressed it the best way we could. And now we're transitioning into more normal times. But the difference is, from an interest rate perspective, much higher than expected. And so that transition, if you weren't ready for it, um, you're a little bit shocked, scared, and it's understandable. But if you remember when people were getting qualified for a mortgage uh, in the last two, three years, there's been a stress test included in that. And what was that stress test? Well, you'd have to qualify for 2% higher than the going rate. That uh, somebody thought that there was going to be a change at some point, and they kind mm -hmm. of built it in, right? So there you go. They missed the target, though, a little bit, though. Didn't we blow past that 2% now? Well, listen, they tried to help you. They put a safety net out there. But, I mean, you got to look at that as, um, you know, they can only do what they can do. You have to really care about yourself and your family's well-being, and you have to plan for these kind of things. You know, there's a lot of information out there that says that 0.25 was not sustainable over a long period of time and it was not historically you know accurate as an interest rate it was and, and Darryl, the, the stress it was test fun was... though wasn't it <laughs> it was a crazy time holy <laughs> cow the, the stress test was a minimum of 5.25 so we're kind of just at that point now some people are qualifying more now because of the the stress test is still there but actual rent payments or rate payments uh yeah i think they they forecasted it pretty well if things if sort of things peak out soon, right? This seems to be like they they really knew what they were doing as far as making sure that people could qualify for all this. What what about the business itself? So that's sort of the market. How has the business changed? Like with agents dealing with the new environment? Well, you know, there's a lot of change happening. And uh, if you're not aware of what's, what's happening tomorrow, you really can't plan for today, can you? And so um, a lot of agents haven't seen what, what, what this kind of market can produce in terms of uh, pricing strategies and how to actually help their clients. So they should really get informed quickly. Um, I'll share what I have been fortunate or unfortunate to have seen in the past, which is a market like this in 1989, there was a crash in the real estate market. 
that lasted just a little over five and a half years of prices consistently going down. And so uh, obviously there's different factors that created that situation, but um, overall prices have come down because interest rates are, are moving up. And we can't know what to do today unless we really understand what's coming tomorrow. So if tomorrow we believe prices are gonna go up, if you're selling a property, you should wait. If you believe prices are gonna go down, then you should sell now because today will be a higher price. It's very simple. So understanding where we're going is more important than you knowing where we are right now because it, it really is going to affect how you handle and how you should handle your financial decisions right now. So we were actually just talking about that right before you you joined us. And we were saying how, I mean, that obviously makes sense. But what in reality happens is the exact opposite. Everybody's selling as the market's going up and people think the prices are getting higher. And, and right. Don't we see that? Well, I mean, look, the, the, the 90, 10 rule or 95, five rule applies. 95% of people have 5% of the wealth and 5% of the people have 95% of the wealth. So if you want to get good advice, Ask the people who don't have money what to do and do the exact opposite. Do the opposite. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. And so people right now, I mean, agents right now, just kind of give the 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 backstory here. I mean, the last couple of years as an agent, what was involved in getting a property sold? Like what was involved in dealing with clients and stuff like that? And now how would that change today? Well, you know what? There's no substitute for experience. And even when the market was hot, when properties, you could put up a sign out there and, you know, it would sell itself to the first person that came there. There were people that lost literally hundreds of thousands of dollars if it wasn't done properly. There were people who would sell the property too quickly to the first person, not expose it to the masses and leaving a tremendous amount of money on the table where there was losses and experience would have avoided that in that market. Now where uh, agents are stressed and if they're thinking the market is the same way in terms of the way you should approach, hey, you want to list it, list it at any price. We'll take our time. But if you're not listing it at the right price and time goes by, and so I'll give you an example in our market, you know, we had some increases starting in May. So people have been in the market since April and May, and they priced their property out of whack, not in line with what the market is. And now the interest rates went up and the property's gone down in value because people can afford to borrow less. And now they reduce it to where it should have been before. And now it's too late. And now they're, the interest rate went up again. And now they're reducing and they're chasing that market down. Mm -hmm. And it's costing them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now, they went through this journey, unbeknownst to them, if they have the wrong agent. Right? Now, if someone does it voluntarily, I have no problem with that. They chose to take that path. Right. But me as a realtor, my job is to share what the future holds so that we can avoid these pitfalls and help our clients not lose that money. Just like when market was hot, we would make sure that we would reach the masses and make sure that not only one person would see the property, but many people would see the property. And we would guarantee to really expose the property before we sold it so that our clients got the absolute most money they could. So it's always about the client, never about us. So, so it's an interesting perspective that you have now. I'd love to hear a story about the first transaction that you you were part of in real estate. The first transaction. First transaction. Oh my god! <laughs> Tell us what kind of a disaster that was. It, it wasn't a disaster because I was working 
probably 12 to 18 hours a day, every day, to prepare for that transaction for about six months before I made it. <laughs> I was the most prepared for that transaction than you can imagine. I was there and I had everything down packed. What was it? It was a sale of a home. Um, and, listing? Uh, you had the listing? No, no, it was a buyer. It was a buyer. And, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was a difficult time. And what year is this? What year is this? This was back in 1990. Uh, 1990. Oh, crappy time to start in real estate. Yeah. Okay, this is great. The, buyer, okay. the buyers, <laughs> the buyers weren't too hot to buy in 1990. I imagine. but you had a buyer. He had a buyer. Okay, well, so you know what, what happened? I came out of university and got into real estate, so I had no no buyers. I had no uh, you know experience. I was learning on the job. How but did you was, pick real estate at that point? What what gave you a real estate spark? Well, I'll tell you. I was in university and I wanted to learn. Uh, or decide on where to go in life. But back in the day when I went to university, the idea of success was starting at a company like Big Blue, which was uh, Xerox or, or um, uh, was it Xerox? No, not Xerox. What's the big one? The name eludes me. Anyway, you start off in the mailroom and then you work your way up, right? So um, that was not my path. I didn't want someone else to determine my success, my future. So I was 87 and I was deciding where I should go. Was it stock market, stock broker at the time, not a financial planner, was a stock broker or real estate. Then uh, in October, there was Black Monday. So real estate it was. <laughs> <laughs> the, the lesser of two evils. And, and, and I went into real estate and, uh, you know, then... I finished university. I was doing a little bit part-time dabbling in it. 89, I, I uh, got into it uh, full steam ahead as the market just crashed. And uh, there you go. And how, it was like... How'd you find the buyer? How were you connected to this buyer that was willing to buy in this market? Well, How'd you, know, you get them to buy it with you, Mr. No experience and no nothing? Well, listen, you know, I'm telling you, again, I was the most experienced first transaction ever. I mean, I was working six months, learning the ropes, talking to people, always you know, filling my knowledge base as much as possible. So I wouldn't say I didn't know what I was doing because I was working very hard. It just took a while to get there. And, you know, especially when the market is going down every week, you know, it's you have to have some conversations with, with buyers and decide, hey, it's time for us to buy. But the reality is in real estate, it's not that you're in the market or out of the market. It's you're paying your landlord's mortgage or you're paying your own. So it's a question of when you want to stop paying the landlords and get into your own mortgage and build your future. What what about all the what about all the marketing, Frank? Like I mean, I've I've been in the business now just close to 15 years and I remember seeing your marketing, but you know, before then I was a kid, so I'm not paying attention to real estate market marketing. When did that start? When did you really start investing heavily in the marketing? Cuz I'm sure in those first few years, right? It was a pretty daunting task to take on when the market was in those conditions. Uh, absolutely. But you had to stand out. And so marketing is always, you know, uh, a, an important question, but I'm going to go further and saying we don't sell real estate. You know, we're, we're not, you know, selling real estate. The person who signs a contract, either the buyer or seller is either buying or selling real estate. We are a service industry and our job is to market homes to buyers when we're selling them or find homes for buyers that are looking to buy them. So we're a media company. That's what we are today. That's what we always are. And we negotiate, of course, in between. So if an agent is not marketing, they're not doing their job as far as I'm concerned. Now, to what level and what degree? Well, the more, the better. The more people you can reach, the more of the right people is the way to do it. 
Now, when did I start? As soon as I could. I reinvested in the company and that was very, very important. I'll, I'll, I'll share something with you that was made a lot of sense. So I'm a numbers person. And I don't know if you know this, DK, but you know what happened when I when I started selling real estate, I came to a conclusion. So I was buying my marketing, and then I realized I said, well, the it's 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 November, it's coming up December, and I made some money, and so in our industry, the tax man's going to take that money, right? But I'm going to advertise next year, and I said, well, you know what? If I can negotiate a contract for my next year's advertising this year, right? Before I have to pay the taxes on that money, right? Smart. So at 50%, that's the thing. So I said, I'm going to call up my marketing partner and say, listen, you know, how about if I pay you for the year up front? How about if I give you the money for the whole thing? How much of a discount will I get? You know? So they gave me a big discount. I said, all right, okay, I'll, I'll pay you up front. So now I got 50% extra money because I haven't given it to the government. I got another 25, 30% off my discount on my advertising, which is already paid for for the next year. And so that was ingenious because now I'm using the government's money theoretically to advertise my company. And guess what happened the next year? Boom. It got busier. I go home, man. Now I got to do it again. So I got to do it for a few years. Damn. And you keep going, right? You got, it was so, a trap. This was a big trap, right? A big trap. So you end up growing. You end up building You know your marketing. You get out there. But financially, it made a lot of sense. And, uh, and it worked out because the marketing, as you le learn how to market, better because marketing is an art and science you know so you have to kind of figure out what's working what's not working and what's working today as opposed to what was working 30 years ago so it's interesting what what do you think about all the uh the the tiktokers and the people on social media who are making statements that may or may not be fully uh kosher with the uh what is it korea or oria Rico, Treb? what do you mean? Rico, I don't know. People are they're making statements that if you actually read, like my daughter's in the Humber program right now, and so when I, we were studying together, I was reading it and I was going, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people are breaking these rules if if these are in fact the rules. Not just on TikTok. There's lots of ads out all there over that the are, place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the public's got to be careful. Look, right now there's no shortage of microphones and cameras out there. Everyone has one, and so there's you know people are saying a lot of things. You've got to make sure you find your sources to be good sources and honest sources when you go out there. People can talk, but uh, in reality, it's results is what matters. And so you have to follow that. It's impressive that in, in such a media-driven world that you could have such a great reputation for so long and not have been canceled by some idiots or, you know, like you, you, it really is a testament to what you've built, right? I've never heard a bad word about you from anyone. I mean, I'm sure somebody must be pissed at you, but like, it's pretty amazing. Well, you know what, you know, our focus is uh, always about the clients, you know, um, if you truly care about people and having their interests is number one. And I know if I make families dreams of real estate come true, then my, my, my automatic dreams get taken care of. So I never worry about my own. And so the more people I help, it's all done. So that's, that's where I come from. Is it uh, the best or fastest way? Probably not. It's, it's, you know, it's been a long time for me to get where I am, but um, I'm happy I'm there because, again, you know, in the end, you know, your reputation means everything, and I take that very, very strongly. I, I value it, and everyone that works with me has the same type of uh, ideals, and that's very important.
Yeah, and just like on that note, right? Like when I was joining and, uh, you know, just over the years watching, you're always kind of like listening and trying to, you know, is there is there something going on? You know, is there something that, you know, he's doing to make sure that this is all works, but it's just been very consistent. You know, it's just like help people do the right thing, make sure everything goes well, ask for help if you need it so we can make sure the client's in in, in good hands. And that literally is the method. And I remember there was a, um, Sam had said, one time uh, someone had called you for advice and your, and your advice was, you know, care for your clients. And he was like, wow, that's so profound. <laughs> you know, like he couldn't believe it, that that was the answer for, for success. And right. it's like, I mean, it escapes people. They think, oh, I got to learn some new technique. I got to learn some, you know, catchy phrase. I got to have a certain color car. And it's like, no, like literally just go out there and do your best job to be a good human. And the rewards are, are endless. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, this is, you know, what happened to me when I was new in the business and it was very hard to do transactions, you know, so just so you know, when I started, someone was doing 12 transactions a year. Wow. That was crazy. You know, like it was because everything was done in person. There was no, uh, there was no uh, communication via email. There was no computers. We were using Didn't hammer you have and to like, Yeah. You had to carry around like carbon paper. Carbon paper. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That was in our, in our, in our, in a briefcase for sure. Briefcase. <laughs> hard, right. like a hard briefcase, right? With the a hard one, solid. Yeah. And the locks and the, the whole weapon in case they there. try to take you out on the way out the door. Yeah. You never know, right? So some of the, but I remember one client called me and the market was going down, had a large family and called me because, you know, financially they, they were having some struggles to pay off uh, or, or continue paying the, the, the expenses. And, uh, and, and that time I wasn't making the kind of transactions that were in abundance, but they said, what should I do? And I, and I saw him and his wife with, with, with four or five kids. I don't remember exactly right now. And he said, said, you know what? You shouldn't move. You know, you should close this door, rent out the basement, stay here because now is not the right time. And, uh, Hey, I just, you know, left and, and, and gave that advice about, Seven, eight years later, contacted me and says, I'm, I'm, I want to sell my home. I'm coming with you. He goes, and I have a friend that I, I go to church with or go to mosque with, whatever, the, you know, and they're in real estate. And I said, I will never go with anyone else because at that time, when it was the time that was the most difficult for his family, if he would have made that move, it would have been very hard to get back into real estate. And, you know, and, and good friend for many years and did a lot of transactions with the family. But it was about them and it wasn't about you. And, and, and when you can do that, you know, character is not what you do when people are watching you with this TikTok and everything else. Character is what you do when people aren't watching you. So that to me was, was, was very rewarding because that family now is doing very well after many years. And, uh, you know, I've, I've often said it's not a good time if it's not a good time. And I'll say it's a great time if it is a great time. And I'm going to tell you the truth, whether you like it or not. And, and so what about... What, what about the people, though, that don't listen? Like, that's a, a lovely story because they listened and you save the day. But how many people are like, uh, OK, fine. Or they just decide to use somebody that will tell them what they want to hear. Like, how often does that happen? I, I, I don't I don't make decisions for anyone. I just put the facts on the table and say, what would you like to do? You know, but it's your choice ultimately. But I'm, I'm not going to leave anything out. I'm going to put it on the table for you to at least have it in front of you so you can decide what's best for you and your family. So, so do, do clients listen to you more than your children do? 
like as a Absolutely. percentage? There's no doubt about that. I don't have to wait for that. <laughs> that's a good measure, right? Yeah, that's a good measure. Then you know you're doing something right. That's great. So so what what are your thoughts right now on like investors in the marketplace? Like what and the role that they've played previously are playing now and maybe are about to play very soon? Well, you know, there's there's def different definitions of an investor. So if you're talking about someone who is a long-term investor, that's one conversation. If you're talking about someone who's a short-term investor, that's another conversation. Um, you know, you have to look at the, the the market. I mean, if you're in their short-term right now, I wouldn't necessarily get into the market right now. Um, because I think it's there's some volatility. If you're long term, you get a solid property, good return. You know, long term where you're going to be. Real estate long term is a fabulous investment, and it's made more millionaires than any other investment out there. And, and how do you feel? Uh, like, what what do you say when people are angry about people that own multiple homes? You know, there there, there seem. I don't know, maybe you're smart and you're not on Twitter or any of the social media, but there's a giant faction of, of the population that's just angry about mm -hmm. the, the ability for people to own two, three, four, a hundred doors. Mm. Well, um, then they have a problem. That's their problem, not mine. They, they can be angry as much as they want, but, you know, listen, life is not about, you know, focusing on problems. Life is about focusing on solutions. So if they have a problem with it, they got to fix it. One of the things just based on that question, right? And Frank, what's happening out there right now is every agent has now just become a full-time economist and they know everything. <laughs> so they go out there and they talk about the macro on why this is happening and where things are going. And they have this really, you know, firm opinion on why they know exactly what's going to happen. And the more you put it out there, then, the, you know, the more people respect you and, you know, maybe it does bring into business, but again, watching you over the last, you know, handful of years and, and understanding. So we got, you know, obviously, you know, the, the top producing guy in the city or the number one listing team in Toronto or, you know, we're top team in, in the world for Remax. And you never get involved in that stuff, right? Like you don't get involved because you're, you're, you understand how the market works, which is, Nobody knows exactly what the market's going to do. Well, I'll share with you a secret. I gave an insight with uh, my kids. You want to talk about kids? They gave me some insight. I'm going to share this with you, and it's going to change your world view of everything. So the, Stan Lee, the, the, the incredible artist and designer and creator of uh, Marvel Comics, comics right, mm -hmm. was, at, was at Comic-Con and was asked a question. said, if Wolverine fought... Iron Man. I don't know. It was two people, but it's man. It, who would win, right? As, as a fan, you understand that it would be very thing. And he said something profound. He said, "Whoever I want to win." See, because he's the creator, he can do whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. So again, you know, the the what I use in 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 analysis of the future is cerebus paribus or. Uh, in economics, that means all things being equal. And that means that if, if we go on this path with interest rates being this way and the cost of gasoline and inflation, then this is going to happen. And that is totally true. But the government has a big hand in this. They can change it all. I mean, I look back to COVID when everybody was locked down and couldn't go to work. 
And what does that mean normally? If you can't go to work and you're locked down, well, there's going to be problems. The economy is going to suffer. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And the economists would have told you that. Yeah, they all did. Well, no, we didn't suffer at all because the government came in and threw billions of dollars, right? They <laughs> threw billions of dollars. They changed the, the landscape. And instead of having a recession, depression, we had a boom in real estate and everything else. Well, that made no sense from an economic perspective because there was a different twist on it. So anyone who says the future is going to be, you know, exactly like this, unless they're the one who are controlling it, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but you have to protect yourself from what you believe is going to happen. So you have to have at least a thought process of how you get there. Does it take getting burned at some point to really understand that, like to have lived through it, to really understand it? I mean, there's a lot of the population that didn't really feel uh, anything like what's going on right now. Well, you know, once bitten, twice shy, right? Yes, of course. Yeah. Experience is a the equalizer. So there's a lot of people like what's going on? Like we had a little run up in price a, a few weeks ago. And then, all, you know, all of a sudden, everybody's going real estate to the moon again. But like, what the hell's happening? This is a, basically, I think, as a realtor, you have to approach it as an individual analysis of someone's situation and, and look at it and what they want to accomplish and how they want to accomplish it and, 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 and make the necessary steps. I mean, I'll give you an example. Someone who is, uh, you know, 70 years old was planning on retiring, right? Well, the prices aren't as high as they were maybe in, in February and March. They want to retire though, right? Now, mm -hmm. in, in 89, when the market crashed, it bounced back after 13 years. So 13 years to make $0. So it went down five, six years, and then went up five, six years, and it balanced out. So, you know, maybe that person says, well, I'm not going to sell for my property for less than what it sold for, what it would have sold for in February. And now that's going to take him seven to 10 years. I don't think he has that kind of time to lose mm -hmm. that seven good years of health if he can retire and travel and do what they want to do. So does that make sense? And I would say, look, you know, you may get an extra few dollars if you wait but you won't be able to enjoy them like you can enjoy them now. So what are we talking about? What's important to you? So that's a conversation you have to have. If you have a child needing an extra bedroom, well, you know, you still need an extra bedroom. I mean, you can't wait for that child to be 20 years old before you make the move. You have to do it when it's good for you. And, and I think that that's the problem. If you try to time the market, you're going to get into trouble. You got to be time in the market, not time in the market. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think what the, the issue is, is that everyone I guess it's I guess it's ego, right? Right now with with agents, it's like I want to be right. I want to know everything. I want to be able to, you know, give my clients this great advice. And and the reality is, like every client is different. You have to know their situation. You have to be advising them on what's actually going on in their life because we want to help people. And you can really hurt people, like the people who are listed in April and May, like you talked about. And their agent came in and said, "Yeah, yeah, no problem. You can get that." They're calling us now, or you know, we we know who they are, or whatever the case may be. And we're looking at their situation, and we're like. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars less that you can sell for today if someone had just been open and honest with you and would have came in and said, you know, I don't know everything, but based on your situation, this is what the best move is. And it would have saved them so much agony. And it's, uh, yeah, it's it's painful, right? I mean, you know, we, we all got, we have hearts and, and feelings and, you know, watching these people in these situations right now lose uh, most of the time it's retirement you know, money, right? Well, sure. it's, it's worse than that. I had a call like that actually yesterday. I was talking to a gentleman who uh, 
been on the market for many, many months and uh, went with a, a discount brokerage. I don't know what the relationship was there and, and has been there chasing the market as interest rates have gone up and the values have gone down and it's cost them a lot more money than they thought they were going to save going with a discount brokerage because the advice was not uh, good. And we're getting that call now because now they bought a property, they're closing in two or three weeks and they can't close. And now they're going to get sued or lose a deposit and everything else. And they say, can you help? Right. Can you help me now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got shot. We can help you. We're going to fix you up, but you still got shot. It's going to hurt. Yeah. yeah. It's going to hurt. Know. We'll get you out of it. I mean, so we have solutions to help them, but they would have been much better off, you know, with other advice that was at the time they took it. And so you said something earlier, TK, that was uh, interesting. A lot of agents want to have ego. A lot of agents want that's about themselves. And that's when you get into a problem, right? Mm -hmm. It should never be about yourself. You know, my focus is on how can I help you? I have all the tools. I have all the equipment. I have all the machinery to help you. What is it that you want to accomplish? And I'm going to tell you what I would suggest for you to get there and help you get there the best possible way, whether it's oh. good for me or not. It's not about me. And if, I, if I'm not making any money, I don't care. But I'm going to give you that best advice because I know that in time, you're going to reflect back and good advice and honest advice never goes out of style. It's so difficult because most people, they they don't divulge the the right information at the right time right so the, you know there's some people that will keep something close close to their chest because they don't know if they can trust the realtor or that's happening on the other side of the equation like there's always these that's fine but that's that's their problem based on the information that i i get i'm going to give them the honest information back to them and when they know that then they're going to divulge more because they know that they're going to get a, a very straightforward response that is going to help them we're not there to hurt them we're there to help them and once they have the trust you need the trust you can give them the advice and everybody that works with me you know i impart all those 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 lessons and those mistakes that i've made over the years so that we don't make them anymore because that's what experience is and they all have that at their disposal so we're trying to elevate the game in terms of the best possible service we can give to our clients. And so anyone who speaks before they listen is making a big mistake. Mm -hmm. And and just on that, so further to that point, right? I mean, you've got a team, uh, you know, successful team operating well beyond the GTA borders. Now we've got people in different uh, parts of, uh, you know, Southern Ontario and, you know, we're able to help people from all over the place. Uh, a, a lot of agents, you know, come to you and they're interested in joining and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think they have this conception of like, well, Frank's going to, you know, give me business or Frank's going to, you know, give me these opportunities or Frank's going to provide me something that, you know, I'm not going to be able to get anywhere else. And although that's true and there's, you know, there's all sorts of great features of, of being on the team and benefits, the number one thing, and I say this time and time again to, to anybody I talk to, the number one thing that we get is that training and experience that you bring. Like it's like night and day, the things that we're hearing and the things that we're doing and the things that we get to help people way, way, way easier because of that. You know, I'm not even talking about the marketing system to be able to reach the right buyers and all that stuff. That's all there too. But to be able to actually just come up with some really comprehensive advice and learn from that experience uh, that you have from the past like thousands and thousands of sales, like that's worth something, right? Like that's worth something. Like there's things, the same problems just keep coming up with different people involved. It's right? the anecdotes that come from the experience that reach, yeah. 
right? That that really touch and reach and 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 penetrate, right? Because there's a lot of people saying the same stuff, right? It's it's who who people choose to listen to when they hear it, right? So mm-hmm. and Frank's got this way of getting people to actually listen to them and, and do it that way. Right. And and you must be teaching people because I can see a resemblance in the way that both of you are interacting with me and how you're both able to lead the conversation in a way that you want it to go uh, and able to rebut, rebute. I don't know what the English word is, but able, but really able to like handle what comes and then, and then deal with it properly. Like it's very inherent in both. I, I know it must be part of the training, like some kind of role playing, right? I I just believe, Frank, if I'm going to just speak for, for me, you know, I would be foolish to not try to learn from Frank and Frank experience and that just right. everything, you know, treating people, representing clients, my lifestyle, like everything, you know, it'd, it'd be foolish for me to pass on an opportunity like that to, uh, you know, learn from one of my mentors. So, you know, you might catch a few things that Frank said today that I stole from him. So... <laughs> it's not even the words. It's not the words. It's the yeah. it's the ability. It's the like it, it's the there's a calmness behind it and like just a a a a, a confidence that you know you can kind of handle whatever comes at you and you all you've got the experience back there to like really give something powerful back, right? Like it's hard to argue, right? Well, you know, when you're talking about a person's largest investment, a single purchase that they're going to make is the biggest that they're going to make in their lives. There's a lot of stress involved in that. And so they need to be able to depend on the person that's going to represent them. And so any realtor that's out there on their own, I mean, like I wish them the best, but you know, you should, you should try to get the resources that you can and, and, and connect with the, the people that you need to give the best possible advice. And so however you do that, just do it because you know, it's all about the client again. How can I give that best level of service? What would I want if I was, you know, a client in, in any business, but in real estate? And so you try to be that person for them. And it's not something that we do lightly. You know, everybody that I work with is learning every day because the more I know, the more I realize that there's more to know. Right. The less I know. Right. So right. There's, it's a constant mm-hmm. thing that there, there's always something to learn. And the transition has been huge, as I mentioned before, with the briefcase and, the, and a chisel and, and stone. We were doing our contracts. I mean, there's a lot of changes that have gone on in the industry that I've had to adapt. And, and, and not only that, but I'm now trying to always keep ahead of what's necessary from a technological perspective, but always looking at people for their needs and how to best serve them. And so one of the things that we mentioned before, we're a media company and marketing is a big part of what we do. You know, most agents, when they start out, there's no pay. They're not getting paid. They're not doing their job. Not because they don't want to and not because they're not wonderful people. They don't know and maybe don't have the resources to apply to do the best job for their clients. So if you're in going into an industry to help people and you can't do it and you're not looking for solutions to do it, what are you doing? You're doing a poor job. Who wants to go out and do a poor job? I got to uh, tell you, it, it starts at the, with the training now, though. Like if I don't know if you've seen this this Humber course and I'm fortunate or unfortunate enough to be watching my daughter go through it. But it's a fucking joke. It's it's a it's a disgrace, actually, is really what it is. And it's pumping out 
just numbers. It's not pumping out anything beneficial to the marketplace. And, and, and so how is it possible for like the market not to have all kinds of weird craziness and horrible advice and people that are just chasing like a great split with their, with their broker. Right. Well, that's about the agent. Right. And again, the training that we have uh, is not about the business itself, but more about contracts, contract law, how to do that. It's not teaching you how to interact with people and how to, uh, meet them, what, how to listen to their needs and how to help serve their needs. That's something you have to figure out after the course. From what I oh, understand. But in the course, you will know how to service a property that has a, um, a well. Well, that's good. You good. Need to that. yeah. good. Some places have wells, right? <laughs> we yeah, learned that's that the, a lot, a lot about that, wells. That's the, that's the stay out of jail course. That's what that is. Don't do these things so you don't end up in jail afterwards. But the actual, what Frank's talking about, the training and stuff. This is what it's, everybody It's needs. something that lacks. Tell me if I'm wrong here, Frank. This is something that my dad always told me um, was when he first joined. And then this is, he was 83 when he started, right? Because he's a lot older than you. And he um, was like on, I don't know what the split was, but it was like 50-50 or something like that with the brokerage. Like it was pretty, pretty like... Mm. 50 50 sharing and then it was like the brokerage paid for all the marketing and did all that kind of stuff and they were actually the you know out there promoting the agents trying to bring in the leads and it was like great little community and everyone got along and they would all have these great little parties and and vacation trips and who sold this and who sold that and that as the brokerage model you know started to improve people would compete and say well, well now you can you know you pay your own expenses and you don't have to pay any and that just drove down the commission splits with the brokers, which of course means that they weren't doing as much training and educating and there wasn't that support level there. Right. Is that, is that sound? Yeah. Well, it's not that far off. I got my license in 88. I, yeah. I, I started in two years later because I, I was in university still, but I had my license and I was kind of dabbling. Right. Yeah. Um, but yes, back then there was a different, um, there was a different stranglehold on information. The information was not easily accessible. And so whoever had the information could control it. And so the brokers weren't doing a whole lot. It was just that they had that network of information that you couldn't get unless you had a brokerage. And therefore, they had some power. And they weren't doing much in the way of advertising. They were abusing that power of you know, information, so data. Now that that's everywhere, it's it's changed a lot. And I, I, would, I would venture to say the problem today, going back to your TikTok people, is that that not that there's not enough information that there's too much information and now you don't know what's right or what's wrong so i think you have to dial down on the quantity and focus on quality and and, and information that you can count on yeah and what's wonderful i mean you guys have a large team with a lot of transactions a lot of listings a lot of buyers so there's like a lot there's a lot of real time data that you guys have internally that you can use to your client's benefit as well. Right. Like I know, mm -hmm. I know at times me and TK would talk about, Oh my God, there's so many listings. It's amazing. Like this is, this is amazing. And, and it's like, I, I, I was actually wondering, do you have more listings now that the market slowed down or, or less? Because I, 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 I was betting that you would actually get more listings. Absolutely. We have much more. Isn't that mm -hmm. isn't that amazing? Well, we couldn't no, keep up before. Right? It makes it makes total sense. 
Yeah. I think it makes total sense. That's the reason I'm asking it. I don't know how many people would actually think to ask that. Everybody would just assume everything's lower, right? Well, the reason is, is that when the market um, was hot and properties would just sell quickly, people didn't realize how much money they could lose. And anyone could sell their property. And so often people would focus, and there's nothing wrong with looking at the fee that's charged, right? There's nothing wrong with that, but as long as you take it, the you know, the total package of understanding of what that means. But I know so many people that paid a lower fee that cost them a lot, a lot of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars that lower fee cost them because they didn't have the other things that went with it. And that was the market knowledge, the experience, the marketing, the ability to negotiate. I mean, you know, the lower fee sometimes can end up costing you a lot of money. And it did for a lot of people. Now that they realize that this is not happening anymore, that you need to understand how to market, how to reach the buyers, how to negotiate, how to make sure I don't lose money. And again, you know, most people know the old saying, buy low, sell high, right? Everyone knows that most people buy high and sell low. And that's the problem. They're Crazy. focusing on, on the right agent when the market is going down, not when it was going up. And when it was going up, it, it was just as important or maybe even more important at that point in time. So, so, so it's a, yeah, go, ahead, go. Well, it's, I, I always want to bring up incentives, right? Like I always think that the, the problems in the marketplace or the problems really in anything are, are driven completely by the incentives. So you touched on it earlier. So, I mean, in my opinion, there are different agents that are probably worth different amounts of money, right? But everybody gets, you know, well, everybody doesn't get the same, but it, I guess these discount brokerages make it harder for you to get what you deserve. No, they actually help us. They help you. But they, okay. They so demonstrate they, they, how valuable our service really is. But people have to lose money to learn that lesson. Like they have uh -huh. to go with those guys first and then, yeah, you sell it, but now they're, they've been made to be realistic, right? The, sto I mean, the stories are out there though, right? Everybody's got a friend or a family member who tried it one way and it's there. If you look. Yeah. You know, so there's, there needs to be a mechanism to really know like how good the realtors are and not just like what's projected on TikTok or Instagram. Google or... reviews. That's all you got to do. You go on there. They're all real reviews. They're all, you know, no bots, real clients. Right? Nobody they're, paid they're for actual anything. stories. That's, that's the place to go, right? Uh, my dad always said, good news spreads much slower than bad news. Slower. Yeah. It's taken me 34 years to be an overnight success. That's right. That's right. So Daryl's daughter's in the course. She's getting into real estate. We'll use her as an example, but hopefully anybody listening to the call, because we have a lot of listeners who are agents and, and consumers and everything. What advice would you give to her? She's uh, 19. She's yep. in the Humber course. She wants to get into real estate. Well, good for her. And uh, basically, you know, uh, probably the best way to be, uh, you know, brought up to speed was to get the best training possible. And so that's what you got to look at because the, the better you're trained, the better you know what you're doing, um, the better you'll get or the faster you'll get where you want to go in terms of success. And teams are very, very good for that. But it's not, that's a stepping stone, but it doesn't have to be a stepping stone. So one of the things about a team, and, and uh, nobody works for me, works with me. So TK works with me and is a great ambassador of the brand. Um, you know, I, I 
I'm I'm only because I'm older, I'm the leader, but I mean, anyone could lead because it's about pooling your resources and being able to work together to accomplish the, the goal of giving the best possible service to our clients. Now, there's a lot involved in that. And so a young person starting out needs to find a mentor that they can learn from, that they respect, and that's the key. And so if you can learn under their wing, the learning that they'll do in a shorter time is huge compared to being on their own, learning incorrectly, and then having to fix your mistakes. That's much more time consuming and costly. Tell me about it. That's the route I generally take. I normally jump off a cliff and hope that something or somebody catches me on the way down. You'll remember that better, but I mean, it'll be a lot more, more, uh, it's a little painful, painful at times. Yeah. It's not, not fun all the time. Now, now what about you? What about you, Frank? Where do you see, like, where's, where's Frank Leon Associates going? What's the vision? Where, where direction are we headed in? We've, we've entered a lot of new markets just so anybody knows, right? Like when I, when I was everywhere doing my own team before, I was always thinking like being on TV and radio and all that stuff. Like I'm working this small little neighborhood of 10 streets in East Scarborough. Like it doesn't make sense to be going in this huge, you know, network of people. And of course you, were able to leverage that because you were, you know, you're covering such a broad area. And then now we've gone West to Hamilton and out to Northumberland and all throughout the North Barry and all, and all these other areas. We have agents who are Niagara on the areas. lake. No, didn't I just see something? We, in we got it all. We lake? got it all. I can't even name all the places. Daryl there. We got agents everywhere. everywhere. Listen, oh my right? God. There's at this point there. over here, I refuse yeah. to work anywhere, but Southern Ontario. Okay. And that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's, what's the vision? Well, you know what? Listen, I didn't make that happen. The clients did. You know, back in the day, they would move two blocks away and that's as far as, far as they would go. Now they're going all over the place and we're just helping them wherever it is. So we've expanded to the needs of our clients. But when we do something, we do it right. So we're working in those areas, making sure that we know what the homes are going for, what the, where the value is, what the important features are. So we have agents now in all those areas living and working in the area with our marketing system able able to reach you know over 12 million potential buyers weekly and that's what's helping us deliver the highest level of service we know the areas we know what the clients want and we have the ability to reach the buyers or the sellers that we need to make it happen and uh you know given the best level highest level of service tk that's always been what i wanted and Having clients that are happy. And I told you the other day, I was just at a Tim Hortons, you know, stop just getting uh, some some supplies for our for our meeting. And they said, hey, aren't you Frank Leo? Actually, TK helped me sell my home. You guys were great. And that made my day. I'm still talking about it. So that's fantastic. I, I bought the client, the Tim Hortons. And I said, that's look, right. Frank's going to be there. It's about 10, 12 a.m. Make sure you're there. Flag him down. Clockwork. Let him know how yeah. great I am. Yeah, it worked. Let Here's a down. picture. Yeah. Yeah, they don't Darryl, need what's that worth though i mean when you're talking to you know i mean you, people approach you and they said you know it was a great experience it was, you know because it's very stressful sure you, you remember the last time you moved you yeah, know it was it was very recent yeah it's very stressful so these are the things that we want to help people get through in a way that we're there with them the whole journey you know and that's the difference because most people get into the business to make transactions, to make money for their families. And that's important for them, but not important to the client. Now, we know if we help our clients and make it a really great experience, we're still going to get 
our, our family taken care of. We just don't have to focus on that. Yeah, you know, I I, I ask TK all the time. Um, now, now I understand the answer to this now that I've talked to you, but I ask TK all the time, like, why does Frank keep sending me stuff in the mail? Why doesn't he email me anything? It's like 2022. Like, what's going on? But now that I talk to you and I see it's just it's another personal touch. It's a it's a different it's a different it's a difference. Right. It sets you apart. Not only does it set you apart, though, it's like it takes a little bit of effort, which is so much different than like sending an email you know somebody licked that envelope i think <laughs> they're hard to find but we still have some people willing to do it right yeah <laughs> but that's but that, it that, that, that's can, it yeah right? like, and these are the things right that and i and what what the tiktokers and the social media people is is everyone's looking for a shortcut they want the new modern approach they want this you know oh i'm going to do it bigger and better and you know we've just we're doing the traditional basic fundamental stuff really really well that's what it is the things well, that are important and have always been important and yeah, nobody could have had a good system in that last crazy run like i mean it was it, it was just about the relationship you had like do you trust the person to take you through that crazy war that was going on right well you know it, there's there's a lot going on all the time and uh, our focus is to is to find the answers and uh, you know we don't just do traditional. We're doing the latest stuff. I mean, a lot of a lot of people don't understand what marketing is all about, right? You know, providing information. You know, there's a lot of information out there. That's one thing. We provide information out there, but we also uh, want to be part of that conversation to help and guide people because you know you can throw out as much as you want online on TikTok and whatever but you don't have all the answers there's a lot of questions that have to be answered so we want people to reach out and feel comfortable to come to us and say hey what about the schools what about the backyard what about you know the landscaping what about the basement can i what can i do with this property and that's what we want so we're there for them to hold their hand it's not about just hey you know you look at a home and and, and buy it online without actually walking in that's not going to happen most people understand that they have to you know live there feel it walk it and that's what we provide we provide that opportunity mm -hmm. and people appreciate it and when they come up to you at tim hortons or they say nice things or they give us a testimonial like it's it's rewarding like it yeah. is it is it is one of the things for me right because i grew up in the industry and like i I've always, I've always looked at people used to come up to me all the time at school and say, your dad sold me my house. Your dad sold my house. I know your dad. He's my parents' real estate agent. I'm like 10 years old. And it was like this really warm feeling of like, my dad is somebody in their life. He like, he's a part of their life. They, they seem so happy with him. They respect him. You know, he's, he always had that. Everyone always, my whole life, everyone's always coming up to me. I'm sure it's amplified with your kids, but they've always come up to me saying, you know, Hey, is your dad, you know, so-and-so. And it was always good. There was never anybody who came up to me once and said, you know, your dad sold me the house. We hate it. And I can't believe it. So Growing up, I and the agents that were a part of the community and our family and, and friends and stuff, like I always respected them. It was like this great job. I never thought I, you know, it was always a respectable job. It was never like a this person's trying to be out there and, and, and sell things to anybody. It's like this person's helping people. Like I, I really did believe that, which is why, you know, I signed up so young. But the last couple of years, I've just been hearing so much like negativity about agents and all that kind of stuff. And like I know it exists and I know that, you know, it's not great out there, but I still really have a lot of respect and value for the profession itself 
And I think that, you know, with, with your help and of course, everybody in the team who's, who's doing what we're doing, you know, we're, we're really turning the corner and we're really getting that, that appreciation from clients, which is, cause this is a stressful job. I'm not going to tell you guys, like I got it all figured out and every issue that comes up, I just don't, no problem. I'm sleeping eight hours tonight, right? There's, there's issues that come up and I got to deal with them. This but is when- how the show started. Me and TK just bitching to each other about our real estate problems on the phone, right? <laughs> right. So it's nice when that that rewarding feeling is there when people really do appreciate us. Well, I think in the last little while, I think the 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 tremendous increase in the amount of people getting into the business has been for the wrong reasons. And as quickly as they come in, they will leave. And anyone who's coming in just to make money fast is not going to do it. And we know that. Uh, and also over the years, like I said, I've been in the business a long time. The people who have not had the best interest of their clients in mind, you know, that the word spreads, the communities are small. They're going to be out of the business. They're gone. Only the strong will survive and the ones who really care. And so for me, uh, you know, it's a tremendous honor to be able to still do this after so many years and have so many wonderful people that I work with every day. We call it a team. I call it a work family. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're growing, we're busy in this market in any market and uh, you know the public can feel confident and that's to me very important anytime they reach out to us that they're going to get solid honest advice and uh, guidance to move forward in any direction they want amazing i have one last question and then we'll let you go because we know you're a busy guy we really appreciate your time i want to know if there was one thing if you had a magic wand or you had a genie in a bottle and there was one thing that you could just all of a sudden change in the real estate market what would it be wow yeah wow that's in the real estate market what could i change what's your biggest pet peeve out there that you would just go bam that can't happen anymore or this should happen like all the time. You know, I think the biggest issue is that um, the sometimes the public thinks we're all the same. Mm. And, you know, well, they'll they'll do it for, you know, X amount is kind of the they'll do. what What is it? What is it? You know, everybody just no, just because you have a license, that's not enough. And so I think that. Um, anybody who's going to be transacting with their largest investment should really do their research and, and talk to a few agents and, and, and feel comfortable with the person that they're going to deal with. Ask them about, you know, where they come, their experience level and, you know, how they can help them. So, you know, most people focus on the first two questions is what's the price and what's the fee. And they'll get that answer from anybody, whether they got their license yesterday, five years ago, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, right? Anybody can answer those two questions. The third question is is the most important. What can what you and your firm can and will do for me and my family to make sure that I make the best possible decision in terms of my, you know, real estate, and uh, that's the key question that you need to ask before you do anything else. Then you can ask that person that you're comfortable with whether you know you want to work with them, the price and the fee, and how the process is going to be. So the magic wand basically has to eliminate everyone but the Frank Leo team. No, it, it, it he doesn't need a magic wand. Is because doesn't one family it. at a time, we're we're able to go out there and we just inform people exactly what you know Frank is talking about. Is that oh, this is an important 
this is an important decision and you need to educate yourself. And because of the marketing and because of the commitment we have, it's it's been uh, Listen, if you go to one the step at a time, store, we're getting there. If you go to the corner store and say, what's my house worth? I'm sure that the clerk will tell you what it's worth. Oh, for sure. And you know who we heard from? The Uber driver that just dropped off the guy around the corner. <laughs> oh, well. You know what? It goes. It's it's a it's a very uh, rewarding career if you are willing to make it your career as opposed to a job or something that you're passing through or a side hustle or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. We're dealing with people's largest investment and I don't take that lightly. And so that's that's one thing that I stress with everyone if you're going to meet with someone, you know, really respect what they're going through. Sir it was an absolute honor and thank you for giving us so much of your valuable time. Honestly, this was an absolute pleasure. I could talk to you for the next 30 years straight without even needing to sleep. I may have to go to the bathroom from time to time, but seriously, thank you so yeah, much. It was a thank great you, today. Thank we you appreciate it. Having appreciate me join it. you guys. Keep up the great work. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.